0: I think in general people just dislike change um you know whether you you know change the look of a website or you completely rebrand an entire team there are going to be some folks that are like just why did you have to change it anyway just i like the old version and um you know there's always going to be a group that will not like it and i I think the team knew that going in um you know they're not going to please everybody uh with what they chose and with everything going on with the team you know with the off the field investigations with their struggles on the field i i think it was reasonable to expect a perhaps a larger segment of their fan base to not really be on board because there's there's negativity that could possibly fuel their reaction to the name On the
1: 2nd of Feb, the Washington football team announced that its new nickname would be the Commanders. It's a huge step forward from the Redskins, although it's left a lot to be desired from NFL fans on social media. The Washington Post has run a poll with DC residents, and nearly half don't like the name Commanders. It's the first survey of its kind into this nickname, so should they have stuck with WFT? Are we thinking, WTF? Nikki Javala from The Post has all the details. I'm Anthony Wotton, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hey, Nikki. Hi. Hi. So, what are people saying about the commanders?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on with this team. Um, but in terms of the name alone, I think with any change, it's it's going to have its detractors. And then, you know, maybe in a, a couple months or so, it'll start to feel a little bit normal. Um, but yeah, initially, not a ton of great positive reaction at least not from the DC residents that we polled recently um, only 5% of the folks we polled said they they love the name um, and about half of them said they disapprove of it or dislike it um, so you know it's not a great initial reaction but I have a feeling people will warm up to it I just kind of
1: try to put myself when it came out you know and we saw the social media backlash and i think that's going to be expected it, it as it seems to be the case with anything on social media and then i thought well what was the perception like when cleveland called itself St- the Browns, or you know, the mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens were the Ravens. You know, the Browns, literally named after their owner at the time, and the Ravens named after, well, or a tribute, a nod to one of the famous American authors.
0: Right. Yeah, I think in general people just dislike change. Um, you know, whether you you know change the look of a website or you completely rebrand an entire team, there are going to be some folks that are like just why did you have to change it anyway? Just, I like the old version and um, you know, there, there's always going to be a, a group that will not like it. And I, I think the team knew that going in, um, you know, they're not going to please everybody uh, with what they chose and with everything going on with the team, you know, with the off the field investigations with their struggles on the field. I, I think it was reasonable to expect i perhaps a larger segment of their fan base to not really be on board because there's there's negativity that could possibly fuel their reaction to the name.
1: Yeah, that was going to be my next question, actually. Is, is there a sense uh, that no matter what Dan Snyder does, the public are just simply not going to approve?
0: Yeah, I mean, from the folks I've talked to, it's been a, a bit of that of, you know, you're just kind of waiting for, I hate to say it, but you're kind of waiting for there to be a screw-up of some sort you're always doubting that it will go well because this has been their history for the most part for you know the last 20 plus years under his ownership is there's always been an issue or it's been negative or there's a scandal or a problem or they're not winning so the the fans i i think are are fairly tired of this yeah. so you know there's there's always that doubt in the back of their mind that you know it could ever go totally smoothly.
1: And I think going into divisional round anyways it was during the, the postseason there was the image of the three young Washington it was Redskins at the time obviously coaches Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVeigh, and Matt LaFleur there they were mm-hmm. young impressionable coaches coaches for that Redskins team and mm-hmm. how things have completely changed
0: yeah i mean they've they've had a number of really good coaches and a number of really good players over the year too sure. i think what's what's kind of misconstrued about that narrative is you know a lot of people point to that staff and look we found all these people how could we let them go and that's not completely the case i mean sean mcveigh was he got his start in tampa bay with with john gruden um you know and then same for a lot of guys. They, they started elsewhere. So they came together in Washington and they, um, really thrived as they went on on their own. But yeah, I mean, they, they did have a really good staff. They had some really good players. And I think a lot of times people even forget about the 2012 season, you know, when they had a rookie of the year quarterback and Robert Griffin and they won their division were back in the playoffs and things seemed really promising then too. Um, but it, you know, just, it, just doesn't last
1: well you know like commanders fans if you're listening of course you're gonna be listening because you're, you're tuning in because you know that this podcast is all about your team you've got Ron Rivera as your coach you know he's a great coach and you've got talented players such as Chase Young and then on offense Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin one of the best wide receivers in the league you look at what he's had to contend with as a wide receiver and the numbers that yeah. he puts up is that there's a very very special talent there
0: oh absolutely I mean I, I think on any team with you know a better quarterback or at least one solid starter instead of like eight different ones huh. that he's had to play with in his, his career so far I, I think he would be putting up Pro Bowl numbers annually um But, yeah, they do have a lot of talent. They need some more, and they need to kind of put it all together, but... They do have a, a good foundation there, and hopefully there are a lot of the time to continue to build on it and find the right pieces.
1: Yeah, 100% they do. Yeah, let's go back to uh, the naming of the Washington football team to the Washington Commanders. Was there any consultation with the fans you know, by the club during the process from them you know, removing the Redskins nickname from the team to now or to the 2nd of February when they announced that it was going to be the Commanders?
0: Yeah, so they they decided to retire the old name largely because of the pressure from sponsors um, who threatened to kind of cut their deals and many of them very lucrative deals like FedEx's um, naming mm. rights deal, which I think had you know two hundred plus million dollars still remaining on it, um, and in calls from local officials, you know, telling them there's no way you can build a stadium in DC if you don't change your name. So they they eventually changed the name despite. Dan Snyder repeatedly saying he would never change it. Um, He did in July of 2020 um, because of the pressure from those folks. Um, And then as far as the rebranding, the team, they have said they they did multiple focus groups with fans, alumni, um, internally. Um, so they 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 said they have reached out to a number of folks. It's you know I think you always hear from the ones that they didn't reach out to, um, but over the course of eighteen months, I think I think it was a pretty in depth process.
1: Yeah, and interestingly, forty three percent of the people you surveyed preferred the football team nickname.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I would imagine a lot of those didn't love that name at first. Right, in fact, sure. a, a number of yeah. them I talked to said it, it grew on them. So. You know, yeah. there's hope yet for the commanders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is still, there is hope. There is, and we can only hope. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but some people still wanted the Redskins as well. What were they saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, they had that name for eighty-seven years, so there's a large contingent that yeah. didn't want to change that name. Um, But you know, is. Also, a large contingent that viewed as racist and derogatory toward Native Americans, and you know, I think it finally reached a point because it, it none of this was new. There have been protests about the name dating back to the nineteen sixties, um, but I, I think it kind of reached ahead in, in twenty twenty, just with a broader global conversation about race and um, you know, and in equity, and I, I think that. That kind of led to pressure from sponsors and, and local officials to, you know, eventually pressure the team into um, changing it.
1: Are some of the fans embarrassed about the, the image that the mm-hmm. team, the franchise has with Dan Snyder as their owner? And then also, you know, you, you talk there about how he said categorically, "No, we're not going to get rid of the na- uh, the nickname Redskins," despite going back decades of you know, people opposing that nickname for you know, for what it meant. But yet, there's there's still there's there's this, I guess, stench over the franchise. You know, our are, are fans a little bit embarrassed. Or there's some fans who have just simply just turned away okay they'll be they'll have their passing interest maybe they'll watch their team on the tv but have refused to step foot in the stadium now as a result of all this
0: yeah i mean i certainly don't want to speak for all the fans but of the ones i've talked to yeah there is a great deal of disappointment embarrassment there's um resentment even um you know just with everything that's gone on away from the field too i mean they've had more off the field investigations than they've had you know, playoff bursts during Dan Snyder's tenure. Um, so yeah, there's there is certainly disappointment, perhaps embarrassment too, because this was a marquee franchise. This yeah. is a you know they've won five total championships, three Super Bowls. They you know or you know at that top of the league with their offensive line, the Hogs. So, yeah, I think there's a great deal of disappointment. And there are those fans who are like, I will still root for the team. I will still watch every play, but I can't bring myself to – pay to go to a game because I don't want to give Dan Snyder the benefit um you know and I did hear from some some other locals especially those in Sports Talk Radio here who know the fan base and know the area really well and one of them said you know we did an informal poll on our station and we asked you know would you rather have a guaranteed Super Bowl victory or a guarantee that Dan Snyder will sell the team and the majority chose Dan Snyder selling the team over yeah. a Super Bowl victory at this point, which is, you know, pretty damning. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's been a lot for this fan base. Um, and so with any bit of good news, there's also the flip side of, well, this isn't going to last. You know, they it's been ingrained in them over the years. So um they've they've been through a lot they had tremendous success um back in the day but in recent decades it's been um a great deal of disappointment but then again there are also those who will you know when they announce a, a new name they'll be standing outside FedEx Field for hours trying to get you know the first that's right you know the first pieces of gear i mean that group is dwindling <laughs> it was only about you know 12 or 15 people when it we were there. It looked like the Rams' but... uh,
1: Super Bowl parade.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but there's still, there's still some who have hung around.
1: I guess for us over here in the UK, maybe even in Germany, we're, we're thinking, well, look, Dan, if you want to have a look at potential marketing opportunities, you can always give up one of your nine home games this season and host one over here in London.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Absolutely. They're not among the teams that have sought those rights. I was surprised. I thought they would want to kind of capitalize on more. I'm bringing, you know, building their, their international fan base, but...
1: Yeah, I know. I was looking out for that and I thought that as well. But yeah, by the sounds of it, I think that the Saints, by the looks of it, are bringing one of their home games over here. And I don't think they took up one of the marketing opportunities on this side. So who knows? Who knows how it all works? But, uh, you know, aside from winning, you know, what does this team need to do to win back those fans? I mean, it sounds like it's Dan Snyder needs to sell up and hand the reins over to somebody else
0: yeah I mean, I think winning is the biggest thing uh for better or worse, I think winning cares a lot. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think it could ever erase what was happened or, or what what has happened or what's going on, but I think um, fans will show more interest if they do begin and begin to win consistently and i think that starts with the quarterback (laughs) um but there's also the off the field stuff that they they have to take care of and a lot of that is on ownership and management to resolve and i yeah I, i think some fans maybe just won't return while dan snyder owns a team but you know he has yet to give any indication he would consider selling
1: yeah and it does start at the top i mean you look at the teams mm-hmm. that are successful and it starts with those guys in the front office and and the ownership you know you look at the, the the san francisco 49ers and after the end of the 2014 season when jim harbaugh left and it was a, a franchise that was in disarray It was in the doldrums for years but jed york the owner he had two Head coaches back and back, one and done as far as uh, seasons went. Then they got Kyle Shanahan in and they've been ruthless. And we've seen recent success Super Bowl run a couple of seasons ago. They had the injuries last season. Okay, you know, you couldn't predict that and that clearly impacted the team. But it still had a winning mentality. It wasn't a team that went and tanked for a better draft place. In fact, they went and traded draft capital to move up in the draft because winning is what was so important. And I guess that filters right. down to the players and and the coaching staff as well. It's like, no matter how bad things are, if you've got that winning mentality, you're going to have a team that is geared for success.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, sadly, the history of this team does not bode well for that. Um, but they have brought in a lot of new players, a lot of younger talent, Um and they they just need to be able to sustain it um, mm. you know i i I will always go back to the quarterback position i you know there have been rare instances when teams have won with a less than elite quarterback, but in in most cases, you need a a strong player at that position, and i don 't think Washington has enough um, outside of that position to to really contend.
1: Yeah, and we discussed there earlier about Terry McLaurin as the wide receiver. Uh, look, we've hinted about the quarterback. There's been a lot of talk that the commanders uh, could offer a first-round pick for the 49ers quarterback jimmy garoppolo is there any truth in that from what you're aware of and you know i guess it would have to be a future first round because i'm sure they're not going to give up pick 11 from this year's draft for somebody like jimmy garoppolo
0: um i think there are a lot of rumors going around right now most of them unfounded i think it's a lot of people offering their um speculation and opinion with no real insight into what the team is thinking um you know, so I, I I know there's Chase Young rumors going around and, you know, Mitchell Trubisky rumors going around and I think it's gonna be that way until all of those quarterbacks are signed or traded or stay where they are and the draft is over. So mm-hmm. we kinda go through this cycle every year. So um yeah there's a there's a lot of talk out there
1: absolutely there is yeah we're just what about three weeks away now from free agency opening and i guess that'll uh, offer a bit more clarity on the situations regarding some franchises and then as we lead to the draft that's when trades occur so yeah i guess we just have to hold tight watch this space as as the dog is saying there in the background.
0: <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> so uh, before we sign off uh nikki what are the the biggest off-season needs for the commanders aside from quarterback
0: aside from quarterback I, they need to figure out their linebacker situation um they drafted jamon davis in the in the first round last year thinking he would become their mic but he's uh obviously better suited to play outside so they still need to and I would expect them to maybe turn to a veteran guy there um, to come in and play middle linebacker. Uh, and they also got to decide what they're going to do with Brandon Sheriff. And I fully expect them to not re-sign him because of price, age, durability. Um, so they're going to need another right guard, need help at wide receiver still. Um, really got to figure out their secondary, especially at safety, Landon Collins' contract situation. Bobby McCain is a free agent. Um Got to resign um, JD McKissick at running back. So they got, they got their hands full this offseason.
1: Yeah, too, right. Okay, well, Nick, Nikki Jabvala from The Washington Post, thank you so much for your time.
0: No problem. Take care.
1: That's Nikki Jabvala from The Washington Post. My thanks to her. Busy, busy person today because uh, she was part of that poll exclusively from The Washington Post. Polled the uh, fans of D.C. around the name of the Washington Commanders. And as you heard, Didn't go down too well. Interesting that 43% of those people who voted quite liked the Washington football team. I remember when the Washington football team was announced? Oh, how unimaginative was that? It grows on you. It's like the Commanders will grow on you. Before you know it, you've forgotten about Redskins and Football Team, and they're just the Commanders. That's just the way it is. What's more interesting is that there are fans out there who would rather Dan Snyder sell up the franchise hand the reins over to somebody else then take a super bowl a lombardi to add to the three that they already have in their trophy case stinks stinks i mean it does it starts from the top those successful franchises they have ownership with a clear direction and a mentality to win and it filters right down to the players and everybody associated and connected with that team and that's what drives a winning mentality just think about the business that you're in and if there are people especially the ones at the top who are like eh, you know yeah it's fine we'll just get about our day you're not really going to give a monkeys you might care about your job but if it filters down and like well if they don't care, well, what are we here for? And it has a negative impact. It's exactly what's happening with Dan Snyder. not saying that he is in a situation where he's like, oh, I don't care about this team or anything like that. But the impressions are that all isn't rosy at the Commanders. I nearly said football team. So, we'll watch the space and we'll see how things develop this offseason with the commanders. Interesting what Nikki said there as well when I asked her about the rumors around that first round draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, other quarterbacks out there on the market. They're simply rumors. We can't predict, but it's going to be an interesting few weeks coming up. We're three weeks away from free agency opening up, and then there's going to be some big moves, and then there's always like a second wave and a third wave, and then, you know teams sign up a couple of players but they get their rosters sorted ahead of draft time and then there are teams out there in the draft who've got multiple draft picks who can make a play for some of these big big quarterbacks that are being rumored to be on the move it's fun it is fun we got the combine coming up soon as well and it never ever stops does it the nfl even in june and july when the players go off on their breaks and teams cannot do anything to still stuff to talk about that's why we love it coming up soon we're going to have the kicker of the chicago bears a great great guy cairo santos will be joining me here on the transatlantic sports show so make sure you give us a follow at t-a-s-s underscore uk and i'm anthony Wotton at a r w-o-o-t-t-o-n and big news like this we react to it i'm an accredited nfl journalist I've got contacts across the state, and we love to bring you the latest news, react to the biggest stories from around the NFL, and also get exclusive interviews with active players such as Cairo Santos, kicker of the Chicago Bears. But until next time, remember, if you think Commanders is bad, there's a team whose nickname is Browns.